0: Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny, and we're here to help you discover
1: your family tree from the beginning.
0: Welcome to episode 57. Today, Penny and I will be talking about genealogical work in progress. We're going to be discussing some um, research that we've been doing over the last month. But first, Penny, before we start, what do we always want to uh, talk about first? Uh, Wine, of course. Wine, of course. (laughs) Um, So
1: I have a wine. I think we both have a wine. We both have um, a Sauvignon Blanc.
0: We we didn't even know that we were drinking Sauvignon Blanc this month, but it's really Mm. hot, so it was a good choice for both of us. Yes, and considering that we haven't um, been able to podcast
1: in person in a while, um, which is super sad, but uh, we're still still getting our wine in, but I had gone to Asheville, North Carolina recently, and when I'm up there, I always pop into the Biltmore, and I was looking for their Christmas wines because I had seen them advertised, last year the white was really sweet, if you remember, I got you a bottle and pretty much said, you're not going because we don't like wine that's really sweet but it wasn't out yet so I I wasn't able to get any but I did get their limited release Sauvignon Blanc um, and it says savor the bright notes and hints of toasted coconut and key lime and that sounded um, delicious even though it also says a buttery oak finish which I'm not an oaky person but This was a really, really good Sauvignon Blanc, and it's from the Biltmore Estates, and it's $19, and you can order it online.
0: Nice, they have have some good wine. Yeah, how about you, what'd you find? I just happened to pick up, it's very, it's readily available, Um, the um, label is Joel Gott, and this was a Sauvignon Blanc 2019, and it is very light, it's got um, the, citrus pineapple mango tropical fruits um notes and um but it's a little acidic which i like and but still mild and um, has a clean balanced finish so um it was very good and i will probably get more of that next time i'm at the store excellent yeah so it's really good excellent all right so what have you been working on the last 30 uh, well, days. I have been working on quite a lot, but one,
1: uh, one exciting, fun thing that I've been doing is I was contacted on Ancestry by one of my husband's cousins, a distant fourth cousin, who lives in Wales, about 20 miles away from the town, or I'll probably say it incorrectly, Merthyr Tidville, where his mother's mother's family came from. So they're related, uh, to, uh, through a David Richards, my husband's ancestor from David is Edwin and this gentleman's ancestor is Edwin's sister. So he's been really helpful in, um, helping discover some documents and we've had emails going back and forth discussing, uh, when one of us finds something, we share it and the reason why we think this is correct or why it isn't correct. And, um, what we can look for to get more proof and uh, documentation. I love that he's so close over there where he could, if things were open or if you were willing to go out, um, which I I think uh, that's not the case at the moment, um, to find some documents. On that same line, I did order a marriage certificate from the GRO, over there, I haven't gotten it yet. It was supposed to be sent out on the, on the 8th. So I'm curious to see uh, what that has on it. Probably absolutely nothing that will be helpful, I'm sure. But it's still kind of fun to get an airmail <laughs> document from Wales. So um, well, how so cool. that's what I've been working on there.
0: But that's cool. I mean, now you know someone who's actually there on the ground and someday we will be able to go into those... Um, Registry offices, churches, and maybe find some more stuff for both of you. Yes. Yes. And he
1: had some really cool stories. Um he was able to share with me a couple pages from his father's journal and his father had come over here to Pennsylvania, or I'm sure he visited other parts of the states, but Pennsylvania in particular because his relatives were there. And just a couple of pages where he jotted down who he visited. While he was uh, here in the in the forties, oh, cool! So that
0: was kind of yeah, it was pretty fun. That is very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We actually solved a, um, uh, a unknown heirs case because the uncle had saved his diaries, travel diaries from the nineteen fifties, and he had written down the name of his sister's. We, we didn't know the name of his sister's spouse. And he wrote down the name and he wrote down the address. And oh,
1: so fantastic. we were able to go
0: back into, a, uh, into to city directories and find them there and then trace them on from that. So those traveled, um, travel diaries are very useful sometimes.
1: Yes. So that's cool. Yes, that's awesome.
0: That's cool. What have What have you been working on? I've been well, as you know, I am the registrar of uh, my Daughters of the American Revolution chapter here in Tampa, and I've been working on um, not only one of my a a supplemental application for myself, but I've been helping some others finish their um, applications. And I have just I just want to do a shout out to the local librarians and archivists for doing such a wonderful job to support my request personally (laughs) but Mm -hmm. uh, also to um you know i'm just astounded at how much is digitized online um, at the local libraries now and um you know i found a um a citation on ancestry for an obituary that um this woman needed and it gave the name of the newspaper the data was published, um, the page it was on, it was wonderful. but that newspaper was not on any of the um, the online um, newspaper repositories like uh, newspapers.com, genealogy bank. I looked at you know um, newspaper archives. It wasn't on any of those. So I went to the library um, in that town um, or in the county I guess, and um, thinking that I was going to, I had to put in an ask uh, a librarian request to see if they could send me a copy of the obituary. And lo and behold, they have a whole genealogy archive section. And they had those newspapers digitized. So there they were right there for free on um, the, through the library's website. So Excellent. and because I had the the you know it was indexed already through Ancestry, I was able to go right to the right, the correct newspaper, the publication date, and the page, and there, just had to scan the one page till I found it. So um, that was wonderful, and yeah. um, that was uh, I should do a shout out to Wayne County, Ohio. Um, their um, library has a wonderful um, genealogy section online. So, lots of local newspapers have been scanned and um, digitized and are available there. So, that was a great find. I don't and, think we hit that county on our Ohio road trip. I don't think we area. did either. No, that was not one that That's either of us had. Not ringing a bell. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then um, there was another one where I had found, um, I guess on Find a Grave, there was um, a gentleman who... Um, there was a, a memorial posted there, but no photograph of the tombstone. So, um, wasn't sure if that was accurate or not. I did go on to, um, this is Green County, Indiana, the Bloomfield Eastern Green County Public Library. Another wonderful genealogical, um, collection, um, stuff that's been digitized on there, or, um, at least I was able to find the cemetery canvas and is able to find, um, his name listed there and um, they had the death records for green County. They had the in- death record index there. So I could go through there. And unfortunately I did not find him there, but um, a lot of other good things on that website. So um, yeah, public local public libraries are a definite must go to um, when you're looking for um, local records. So there's some mm. wonderful local libraries out there.
1: I will say too, one other thing that came up this past month, and it was right around the time that we did our last podcast with mm-hmm. Melissa Barker yep. on school records, um, my family, my Burke family has a Facebook group that's a private um, group just for our immediate family. Mm-hmm. And my aunt, who is wonderful, shout out to Aunt Mary, woo! Um, she's been posting you know, tons of pictures and things that she's been going through. On, um, from her parents. And it just so happened at that same time, she started posting all these newspaper articles and playbills from high, her parents in high school being in play productions and um, awards and just a variety of different things. And I thought, oh, this is fascinating. And it, although it's not school records, mm-hmm. um, but it it still gives you quite an insight to yeah. these people and what they did as young people, mm-hmm. um, what their interests were, which mm-hmm. I thought was wonderful. All that
0: so, stuff. Yeah, that's
1: great. Everybody should ask ask some relatives, ask some mm-hmm. older relatives what they've got stored away somewhere because you never know.
0: Absolutely, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that stuff just it helps you build a better picture and a better story uh, of the entire family. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for for sharing, Aunt Mary. That's great. Um, and there's one other
1: thing. I'm just going to say this before you you get back to your stuff, since I'm totally interrupting your your train of thought of what you've been working on. Um, and I think everybody should check this out too. If if you are on GedMatch, which is where you can upload your uh, DNA from wherever you've taken your DNA test, uh, they have a new thing for Ancestor, um, now I've totally lost the name because I was on this one page. Uh, Let's see, it's called Ancestor Projects and it'll be over in the uh, right-hand side where all your different uh, DNA applications are listed. What is Ancestor Projects? So Ancestor Projects, when you click on it there's a, there's a sign-up thing where you put in your match number and um, some other choices that you can select. But as you scroll down, there's a whole bunch of options of things that you can join. Some of them are by last name. Some of them are by area. So if you uh, want to see if you match somebody, um, here's one, Angus Scotland Ancestors. Um, There's one with the Bass surname. So I joined the Burke surname one, which has uh, quite, it's Burke, Burke, B-O-U-R-K-E, DNA genealogy group, all Burke's welcome. So I joined that and I put my dad's DNA up there because, you know, I can find nothing for him anywhere else. And lo and behold, he matched six people, six um, not huge amounts, and
0: but that's you've matched before ever. Right? Like, we didn't so think he like, was ever gonna match. So there's a match, and clearly
1: these people are in this burk group because they have a burk <laughs> in in their family tree. Um, only one has a tree up there. I can't quite figure out how to get to it, so I'm gonna uh really have to do some research on how to uh, triangulate these people or figure out, uh, put them onto my DNA painter and see where all those DNA lines up. And I did listen to a really good um, uh, webinar on family, uh, the legacy webinars on DNA recently, a lot on triangulation and whatnot. Do I understand it all? Absolutely not. Am I making an effort? Yes. A, give me an A plus for effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really, I'm trying. I'm also failing, but I'm trying to, to understand this DNA stuff. Cause I really want to figure out how these people match up with my dad and see if I can take that family back any further. Cause document wise, I, I don't think there is anything else.
0: So you've got to get Diane's book back out again. And yes, absolutely. Diane's up. book has been helpful. Yep.
1: Um, I also have one of Blaine Bettinger's mm-hmm, books, mm-hmm. also very helpful, yeah. Yep. I, I have to do this early in the morning when I'm awake and focused because by mid-afternoon, late day, I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't focus on anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're trying and that's great. That and it's neat. wonderful that your dad actually matches with some people, he's not alone anymore with his I DNA. Know. I wish there was a Preston project and I could throw that in there, but there wasn't anything for that. Right. I know we're going to have to go to New York someday. To Otsego, to Otsego, New York, right? Yep. Because, well, speaking of Otsego, New York, um, that's one of the other things that I've been working on this week, or this month. Um, coincidentally, we both have ancestors from there now. Um, because my, one of my, uh, patriot ancestors settled there um, after the war and um thankfully his son uh wrote a journal it was more of a a diary um in 1851 it was the year that he passed away Uh, but he outlined his family's history uh and including his um his revolutionary war um Patriot father, and then he lists all of his siblings, and I happen to descend from his oldest, the oldest sibling, um, his um, oldest sister, and he writes, you know, he records um, her birth date, he records um, who she married, and that she died in Ohio um, in 1833, so, um, and that's the only um, information we have on her death, and she, we know that her husband was in Ohio, so, Um, That was wonderful and um, I found this first on Ancestry because um, someone has a tree and they had attached um, different pages from this journal. And I'm not sure if the individual who has the tree or someone else in the family um, recently discovered that they owned the journal a few years ago and then donated it to a historical society. And they had the historical society cited on there. Um, And I don't know if there's some confusion between with either me or I think the names have changed on the societies over the last couple of years. But I went ahead and I just reached out to the repository that I thought that they had donated to just to confirm that they actually owned it. And they came back to me and they said, no, that um, the Fenimore Art Museum and uh, the Farmers Museum was the actual um, owner of the um, diary. And then I went to WorldCat and looked it up and in de- indeed that's where uh, WorldCat does say that uh, their diary does uh, is owned now by uh, the Fenimore. So um, that was like an exciting, super exciting find for me. And uh, I just want to thank the um, archivist who again took the time to check their records and then went on WorldCat for me just to confirm that. So that was really nice. Um, and um, those, um, archives that hold those private papers are always something that we should be looking for. You can, um, search them on WorldCat. You can find them on Archive Grid or the, um, Hathi Trust. Those are three websites that you can go on. And even if they are not digitized, you can find out if they own anything, um, having to do with your family. Again, it's not Specific in this particular situation, it was actually um, under his name, but it could be something more general that you need to search through. But um, the archivists are more than happy to help you if um, you tell them what you're looking for and you have that knowledge of what you're looking for. They'll be more than happy to help you,
1: and you'll find So I find think what what we've learned from this, or one little thing we've learned from this, is mm. that people from Otsego, New York, go to Ohio. Yes. If they're le- if they're leaving, yeah, that's where they go.
0: Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> so you need to look for. And did you press? Did your Preston's end up going to Ohio? Totally making that judgment based on two cases. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So <laughs> also if any of our listeners are in Otsego, New York
0: they <laughs> want to out. help us out, right? <laughs> well actually, you know, I was it was this was really cool because I think I mentioned in one of our last podcasts that I needed help in Vermont and I actually did some deep dive into family search and for this family because before they went to Otsego they were in um Vermont and uh, in Bennington County. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was actually able to find, um, digitized the town records, um, for the town that they were from in, um, Vermont. They start right around 1795, I think. And, uh, my ancestor would have been born there about that, uh, right after that time period. I was hoping to find, um, a marriage for the couple, even though the marriage is referenced in, um. The brother's book, uh, the brother's diary, Um, but I only found, I think, two references to uh, my um, ancestor's husband. Actually, one was the, um, the earmarks, they recorded all the earmarks for their livestock, and his earmark was there. And this was interesting because his name was crossed out on the earmarks. Um, okay so what what is an earmark
1: again? okay I so the, so it. the
0: earmarks are f- for everybody who had um, livestock in the area they would cut the ears on the livestock in different unique ways so they could tell whose um, animals belong to, to to whom so and then they would take they would record those so there was actually like a little picture of an ear and then the cut marks for whether it's one side both sides. Horizontal, vertical, all of the cut marks in for that particular town are different for each individual um, owner. But his was crossed mm-hmm. out. I mean, I think his was recorded around 1800. He's in the 1800 census there. And then there's someone else who takes over his earmarks in about 1805 or 1804. So that means that I know that they probably left the area and relocated to um, Upsego because they are there by 1810 in the census. So that gave me an idea of when they left. So it didn't help me with the women in the family, but at least it gave me an idea of
1: But I love that. When looking at the livestock
0: and, and the yeah, markings. It was gave you a timeline. Yeah. So Very cool. It was and it was it was hard because you have to go page by page um They had marriages and then intermixed with the town voting or who was going to be on the juries, and then there was some more. Unfortunately, there were some families, and it listed the family, the husband and wife, and all of their children and their birth years, and unfortunately, my ancestor wasn't in there. So, right. But I did go page by page through it. Um, So, Okay, I have to say, I love going page by page through something
1: like that. I don't know, there's just some... Like a puzzle, like you're going to find it on the next page. There's always that hope. There is a hope, yes. It. But darn if that's not the worst thing, that you've got this awesome document and you spend all this time going through it and your family is not there.
0: Right. Yeah. My blood pressure did go up a little bit at one point. Okay. <laughs> 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 <That whole thing. laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that's what you do on Labor Day. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, um, but anyway, um, there's a lot of stuff there in in FamilySearch. Um, you've got to go through the catalog to get to it, but once you do it, there's a, a whole new world in there. So, yeah, please use the catalog on FamilySearch and deep dive into some of those records. Don't be afraid of those that aren't indexed, um, and always be thankful for the people who do the indexing.
1: Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. So, um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about what we're planning on doing, like what, what we've got coming up. Okay. We know what we've been working on. What are you going
0: to be working on? Amy? Well, I have to now put a make uh, write a proof statement, um, proving that um, this woman whose brother wrote the journal is in fact um, the mother of the daughter that got married in Ohio. And okay, so you have to do that because you had no documentation. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, for those women, um, you know, they were, they lived before that 1850 census, and neither of them had a probate. So I need to match, I need to prove that the, that the daughter and the mother are, in fact, um, related. So I'm um, doing that through the husband. And um, the wa- and the daughter's husband. So her father and her husband uh, are mentioned during our Ohio trip. We found um, her father's probate, um, the one that went to Otsego and then went on to Ohio. His probate there, he does not list any of his children in the probate, but... Um, There was a lawsuit that was attached to his probate that he actually, the estate actually ended up settling because um, he and his son-in-law went into debt together and did not pay the debt. So, and my ancestor was married to that man. So that's part of my linking um, her to her father and then to her uh, mother. So... Hopefully, I will have enough documentation to make all that work. That'll be fun. Yep. So, I'm going to be working <laughs> your, on The proof statement. Yep, the old proof statement. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes the documents just aren't there, especially for these right. women. The women, it gets, it gets very difficult. Um, and the daughter died in Michigan somewhere in the 1860s and no one has been able to find her um, death cer- death certificate or even which county she died in. She's there in the 1860 mm-hmm. census with her husband and then the 1870 census, hu- um, he's um, a w- he's there by himself, a widow. Hmm. A widower that, uh, with one of their, death, their, their sure. children, so yeah. Oh. yeah um, Again, when you think that those death certificates should be or the death records should be there and they're not, that gets very frustrating.
1: Very frustrating. Uh, so for me, what are you doing? so this, this month, there's a, um, I spent a day and a half at least, if not two full days going through all the pictures on my computer. Cause so I've got, uh, I feel like I've got them backed up in several different places and I'm not sure. I'm mean, going to have duplicates and all kinds of stuff, but I'm putting them into my forever account. So mm-hmm. I've got, um, forever forever.com. I do a lot of um, digital scrapbooking that they have a photo storage service um, that you pay for, which I do. And, um, but I'm putting all my photos in there. So I spent these two days just making sure everything was uploaded. I could see all the duplicates I have, which were a ton, but in doing that, I, I realized I have so many photos of documents that we took on our, uh, research trips, not only to Mm -hmm. Ohio, but the one to Connecticut that I have not processed. Mm, So, so that is on my agenda this month Mm -hmm. since I've got all the photos cleaned up now, I want to go back and make sure I process all those documents and at least get them into the right file. Um, I don't think I'll do anything more with them than other than put them into the genealogical file by person that they belong so that's my that's my upcoming project
0: that's a very good project because that way you'll be able to find them when you work on those lines again and I and I think too uh, as I go through them I'll really be able to look look through
1: them and be like why did I even take a picture of this you know Mm -hmm. like some of them will probably not be Mm -hmm. things that I need or uh, go with the person that I want since I've done some other research on these these groups so
0: but neg- yeah. right, negative research or chasing or, down j- chasing down the wrong line—that's just as important sometimes.
1: Yeah, or I'll find something amazing because I didn't
0: take the time before to read through all of these things. Um, Absolutely, or yeah. you found additional additional information that now going back—that's why we, we say always yeah. go back and review everything you have because yes. you it could. Then now put that old research in more context for you. Absolutely. So, so yeah, stay so tuned. Stay tuned, right? right. <laughs> you may have some huge finds next month when we talk again. You never know. <laughs> and I'm just gonna have my little, um, yeah, analysis done. So you'll have your proof statement done. I will have my proof statement done hopefully, no. and then um, I'll just have to wait and see um, how that goes. So all right. Well, we hope you all are doing some great
1: research out there and learning some wonderful things about your family. And we will share what we've been working on this upcoming month, next month.
0: Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website,
1: www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and
0: wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly and never drink around genealogical documents.